Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is the primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show as always, exclusively for World Radio Paris. In the last show, I took a sobering look at the coronavirus crisis and what it meant for both design houses and consumers within the fashion industry. Looking ahead to the arrival of spring and brighter times, I take a look at some of the unique shopping experiences that Paris has to offer. From vintage treasure troves in Clignancourt to Moroccan-inspired demi-couture in Saint-Germain-des-Prés. Every year, thousands of tourists and label lovers flock along the palatial extents of the Champs-Élysées down to Avenue Montagne's fashion maker which is adorned with every luxury brand under the sun. From Armani to Zegna, this commercial couture hotspot has been known to attract peak sales at 1.5 million euros per hour. However, for many truly in the know, there is a place far more magical and filled with trendy treasure for as far as the eye can see. The most famous flea market in Paris is Port de Clignancourt, and officially known as Le Pouch de Saint-Ouen, or locally known as Le Pouch, the Fleas. Covering seven hectares, it's the largest antique market in the world, attracting weekend visitors of between 120 and 180,000. Quite literally overlooking Paris, and just up from the Sacré-Cœur to the north of the city, the area and neighbourhood of Coq de Clignancourt, on Line 4, is very colourful with a wide diversity of personalities, stallholders and products for sale. The 18th arrondissement where the Pouch are housed is in a poorer part of Paris in comparison to the rest of the city's stature. The history of Clignancourt dates back over 200 years, when rag and bone men scavenged through the rubbish skips of Paris at night to find valuable junk to sell on. Known as the Pickers, the romantic term was Pêcheur de Lune or Fisherman of the Moon. Many of these marketeers set up temporary stalls within the Paris walls, in more seedy proximities. But because these neighbourhoods were full of larcenists, they were hunted out of their heavens back to Clignancourt, Montreuil and Varielle. The largest of these flea markets is Clignancourt, but the other two still exist to this day. These rag and bone men gathered outside the walls of Paris at Clignancourt and set up temporary stalls where they plied their wares. After some time, they formed groups of stalls to attract more customers, and the more enterprising dealers began to trade up in terms of goods. Eventually, it became popular for Parisian collectors and dealers to come here looking for bargains. Fast forward two centuries to present day, where the main entrance to the market presents you with two options. Rue de Rosier from the right-hand side, which is adorned with every space and form imaginable, selling Art Deco furniture, antiques and fittings. Many artists and indeed architects such as Philippe Stark 
have been spotted here looking for purchases or simply inspiration. Rue de Rosier on the left side has a much different feel. Its prominent Marché du Béron was formed back in 1925, with two long rows of stalls, which is known as one of the more expensive markets. It's here that the magical fashion deals can be sought and bought. However, you can put aside the thought of stumbling across some colourful vintage Chanel, Lanvin or Hermes prices for a knockdown. These designer goods often command very high prices, as the customers and seller here know exactly what they're dealing with. The main strip for any fashion-savvy cool hunter is to head to Serpette and Paul Bear, where some of the biggest specialists have their shops. And by specialists, I mean just that. Hamish Bowles of American fame is a regular here, both for research and for acquisitions. He was recently updated with his private vintage door collection from the more enviable stock. Biron has the most impressive and expensive vintage jewellery in the city. From Chanel to Lacroix and Cartier to Hermé, its walls glisten with all the hues of their enviably stocked gems. Several doors down, Dauphine has some interesting smaller dealers, selling everything from hair clips to Vuitton trunks, and it's pretty much an Aladdin's cave for adults. Isabel Klein is one of the most infamous traders in the area. Her luxury vintage fashion boutique, Le Merveilleux del Babelo, bears her childhood nickname, Babelou. The store has the ambience of a bygone Paris boutique, which transports customers to a time and place when Paris was at its height. High fashion brands of the 20th century, like Yves Saint Laurent, Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton and Hermé, fill the store, beckoning all who enter to take a piece of fashion history home with them. Babalu has two shops at the Paul Bear Market, where celebrities, stylists and vintage fashion lovers can find clothing, haute couture, accessories and jewellery to inject the ultimate wow factor into any shoot or appearance. Rumour has it that none other than supermodel Kate Moss picked up her Vivian Westwood Pirates here several years ago and sent the footwear trend from the crematorium to the catwalk. So the next time you're thinking of going on a shopping spree in Paris, try to spread your clothing compass further afield than Saint-Germain-des-Prés and its proximities. Not only are you guaranteed a captivating and authentic taste of French couture curiosities, but also an educational and entertaining day out. Just remember to leave room in your suitcase. Paris conjures up many images, the city of the poetic artisan, the birthplace of Bohemia and a love of the aesthetic. A fair assumption can be made that this French capital is home to thousands of clothing shops with the broadest spectrum in the marketing mix. Quite literally, there is something for everyone to wear.
One label which was attracting something of a cult following is Manouche, which directly translates to Gypsy in French slang. The whimsical kitchen cookie vision of designer Frédéric Trouroy has armed the label of success and longevity long after the 2005 boho craze which swept all the fashion houses in Europe and, to a certain degree, still resonates thanks to Las Belles Cape Moss and Sienna Miller. Working in Paris but living in Morocco, Frédérique brings the inspiration of her surroundings with her feminine French origins to come up with her covetable collections. Today, there are five brimming locations scattered around central Paris in the Marais, Saint-Germain-des-Prés, Châtelet, Palais-Royal and Le Champs-Élysées. Founded in 2002, La Maison Manouche is a French feminine, free-thinking type label. After returning home from an engaging trip around all the markets in Marrakesh, Frédéric returned back to Paris with a working concept for a range of accessories. Eight years later, further field trips would see her travel to Spain, India, Africa and the Middle East, where she found her influences and stimuli. From this, the Manouche style was born. Handcrafted feminine and bohemian-inspired works of art you can wear. The Manouche style is easily recognisable from the embroidery work, application of sequins and colourful prints, previous refusing their trademark primary colours with Aztec, Art Deco and printed porcelain designs. This gives an extra level of peculiarity to their brand which helps to make every piece unique and recognisable. Their accessories with beautiful sequins and embroidery are also a key selling point for the brand. Frédéric likes to speak in detail about her passions and what Manouche the brand meant to her, a designer and owner from Peabury's publications. Manouche, I have it in my soul. Already as a child it was my nickname. I was already, at a young age, a bit of a wild princess and used to love wearing skirts down to my knees. A pink-coloured scarf around my neck, arms covered in bracelets and other multicoloured jewellery. The shinier and gaudier, the happier I was. I felt so much more alive. This thirst for freedom was instilled in me by travelling. This has always fascinated me. The imitable ways of travellers celebrating life taking life by the arms and thinking that everything was possible, and each and every horizon was their own. What a magical philosophy to have adopted. This detachment and audaciousness was what she tried to bring to her own fashion label. A world without barriers and limits, where design and its process can be realised as a long journey, which began several years ago in Morocco, when she decided to stay in Marrakesh taking inspiration from every corner of the street. The colours, the aromas, the materials, all of this enchanted, seduced and hypnotised me. I spent my days in souks where I could speak with each artisan and ordered the bags that I would draw. I would buy some hands of Fatima at one stall, wicker baskets at another, and I would piece my designs together with scissors, glue and needles. I came back to Paris with some of my customised baskets and found a buyer deciding to continue. At that moment, my head was brimming with ideas, so, 
This is where the idea for Manush came from. Staying faithful to her idea of freedom, Frederic left Morocco to seek inspiration from the Oriental wares, Indian and African women. From each one, she could find the lightness of a particular material, the softness of a leather, and a combination of two unlikely colours, as well as the way of tying a skirt. It was these touches which, when pieced together, came to create the Bohemian Manouche style as we know it. The last decade has seen Manouche grow from a hazy midday vision, walking through the sun-drenched bustle of a downtown souk, to a thriving established fashion label with an ever-increasing following. And more recently, an e-shop. With further field trips and product expansions planned, we can only imagine what Frédéric has for the next decade, as Manouche's creativity looks to reignite the Parisian sense of style and add yet another flair to the City of Lights. Within the 8th arrondissement of Paris, Valois Vintage is a must-see for any style-savvy hunter, visitor or resident within the city. Attracting themed faces such as Rihanna, Kim Kardashian West and Penelope Cruz, as well as international magazines, stylists and impassioned vintage jewellery collectors, this Aladdin's cave is stocked full of Chanel brooches, glistening earrings and designer jewels for as far as the eye can see. Celebrities, stylists, collectors and those with an insatiable image for the bygone age of the bespoke fashion accessory visit Valois Vintage Paris to satisfy their whim. Be it for pearl and brooches, glittering necklaces or golden cuffs. With three stories collated into one street and a unique selection of jewels that tell their own story within each one. Valois Vintage Paris is a treasure trove of covetable and atypical pieces. You can expect to see offerings from the likes of Chanel, Christian Dior, Lacroix, Yves Saint Laurent and even some from Magritte de Valois' personal collection, whose Byzantine-inspired jewellery inspired the name of the shop. As we know, jewellery collectors visit Valois to see if they are interested in pieces from the personal collections. The buyers can then buy and sell them on. So to Valois, this is much more than just a piece of jewellery. They give the people a bit of history with each piece passed on from person to person, sourced directly from the person who sells it. The description of Valois can be presented in three words. Love, glory and beauty. Or more seriously, history, beauty and craftsmanship. Because behind every piece here, there's a story and a true level of artistry. It's no surprise to find out that the most demand label for vintage is Chanel without a doubt. However, when it comes to sourcing the more difficult brands, there is not so much one label in particular as an era. 
more specifically jewellery from the 1960s and 70s, such as Chanel, Gossens and Yves Saint Laurent. There wasn't a lot of jewellery production back then, so these pieces are quite rare. Some of the favourite published images over the year from Valois Vintage blame from Saskia de Brau, who was dressed up as Lulu de la Falaise wearing YSL, complete with extra heart earrings and a Marguerite de Valois cross-shaped necklace. Celebrity stylists usually find Valois in several ways, by calling directly to look for pieces for photo shoots. Some remember the address and come in to see the store in person. However, the tienda do get interest from all over the world and are often approached by Chinese actors and bloggers, as well as English, Spanish and American stars. Recently, Penelope Cruz came to Paris for some personal purchases and Valois worked together with the Escobar movie, directed by her husband Javier Berdem, for which they were lent clothes, bags and jewellery to make an appearance within the film. The top tip of finding a memorable vintage gift is simple. Find a piece that matches the personality of the person you're buying for, rather than something covered in diamonds or pearls. Valois always advised people to help them find the piece which has its own beautiful story. Sometimes people come in for a specific piece they have seen on the site, and in that case, they have to be quick, as each object in the store is a one-off. And finally, one for the men with the best vintage boutiques for them in the French capital. From Le Vif to Plouquet Parfait with Brut Archive, vintage boutiques are making a name for themselves in Paris. Here are four of the best men's vintage stores in the French capital herself. Le Vif. For our first pick, we had to head to number 101, Rue Boléo in the 16th arrondissement, where Gautier Balsareo, a vintage enthusiast, opened his boutique Le Vif back in December of 2018. This temple of frivolity is dedicated to classic American ready-to-wear, sweaters tattooed with loud logos, faded denim with the iconic Levi 501 at the head of the line, leather bombers, military pieces and t-shirts of all kind that are found in abundance. Village Boutique Le Vif is at 101 Rue Bolio 75016 in Paris. Plouquet Parfait. It's the ultimate vintage insider boutique, nestled inside the heart of the Marais in the Temple District. This high-end address, which defines itself as a sales staple, conceals a plethora of pieces from major houses and designers. From Prada to Louis Vuitton, Jean-Paul Gaultier and Balenciaga. Please note that only vintage pieces in excellent condition are accepted and subsequently sold, and the prices defy all odds. Vintage Boutique Plouquet Café 
can be found at 23 Rue de Blanc Manteau, 75004 in Paris. Brut Archive Don't look for Parisian style at Brut Archive because this vintage maker, founded by Paul Ben Chambon of Brut Clothing, offers a real leap back in time with a selection of US military clothing from the Second World War, jeans from the 1970s and very American XXL jackets. This ideal address for all insiders, in short. You can find Vintage Brut Archive at number 3, Rue Remore, 75003 Paris. And last but not least, Repair Jeans is the spot for all denim fans. Located at number 8, Avenue de Fontainebleau, in the Kremlin Bicetre, Parisians flock here to have their jeans repaired. But it's also a temple of denim, and there is an astronomical quality of vintage trousers, all classified by size. Vintage boutique repair jeans can be found at 8 Avenue de Fontainebleau, 95270 at Le Kremlin-Bicetre. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show, where I'll be taking a detailed look at what street-style fashion and makeup trends you can expect to see in the city, directly from the Spring 2020 collections. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the latest fashion news on forcmagazine.com and also at FORC Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean and our official profiles on Spotify and iTunes under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.